0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football? Right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Chip Hazard. And unfortunately, Roger Sierra could not be with us tonight. However, he did send us his picks in. So, Roger, shout out to you. Hopefully, you'll be on the podcast with us next uh, week. But this week, ladies and gentlemen, the show doesn't stop. We're going to keep on going. Week two predictions are here. But before we get into our week two predictions, let's go over week one of the National Football League and it was a couple of crazy games that happened this week. A whole lot of surprises, a whole lot of upsets and uh let's just get right to it. Let's start off with the Thursday nighter Tampa Bay and Dallas. Uh this game was a whole lot closer than a lot of people expected it to be. What would you think about it, Chip? Uh it was it was
1: a crazy week uh, f- just to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was some there was some crazy stuff that happened. Uh, teams won that we didn't think was going to win. Some right. coaches and players got into some altercations. We'll right. Talk, we'll talk about that as uh, we get to that game. Uh, but it was a crazy week. All in all, I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Yep it It, uh, it was great to see the fans back. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and in everything. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. So that being said, again, let's kick it off with Thursday night football, Cowboys and Buccaneers. Uh the Bucs winning thirty one to twenty nine in a very close game that I think it was actually closer than a lot of us thought it was gonna be.
1: It was it was much closer. Um and I uh, this is uh, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking, but I think had um, Dallas had all of their pieces. They were missing, uh, three or four pieces off of their O-line. Uh, I, th- I think had they had all of their pieces, um, it may have went the other way. Now, again, that's Monday morning in and we won't know because not all the pieces were
0: on the field, so... Right, exactly. Um, I thought Dak played good. Brady obviously played good as well. I think everybody contributed well. Um oh, Dak balled I think, out exactly. I, but the the problem that I and this is gonna, I, I it's it, a lot of people say it's a trend with the Cowboys. They're an accident waiting to happen. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. But the Cowboys scored. You know, it was twenty nine to twenty eight, but they did one very. Crucial thing. They they gave the ball to Tom Brady with a minute 49 seconds left to go in the game. And they, you know, they, they, they marched down the field, suck up, kicked the field goal. And the Cowboys had two seconds left to do something. And then unfortunately they didn't get anything done. So, but you know what no. though, it came down to the wire. And, but you know what though? And again, I'm not a big fan of the Dallas Cowboys, but if the Dallas Cowboys could at least get within two points of the the, the, the Super Bowl champions the the, the the incoming Super Bowl champions then yeah I think Dallas has a good shot to possibly make a good run in the league this year.
1: Oh oh definitely. I think as long as Dak stays healthy uh, the
0: Cowboys are, are gonna go places. Yeah, exactly. So let's move on to the Sunday games and we're going to kick it off with your team the Houston Texans coming through with the win over the Jacksonville Jaguars 37 to 21. How do you feel about this one? Uh
1: so uh the Texans looked really good. The caveat to that is they were playing the Jaguars. Um I Tyrod Taylor who I am convinced is not the answer that we're looking for looked phenomenal, right on, on the field. Uh, I mean, just making some some down the field passes that I haven't seen Tyrod Taylor make in years. I mean, right since 2014, maybe. Yeah, uh, I mean, he really looked phenomenal on the field the defense i love the way lovey smith is running this defense even when we had the game in hand and there was right. no way that the jaguars were going to be able to come back not even in garbage time uh he was still blitzing trevor lawrence uh nobody played soft coverage it was literally they played 60 minutes of football as hard right. as they could. I mean, they went hard the whole game, and I absolutely love that. Uh, yeah, you know when
0: uh, when the score is twenty-seven to twenty. I'm sorry. Uh, when the score is twenty-seven to seven at halftime, you know, like it, I mean, you because you had, you know, obviously, you know, you scored the touchdown in. Uh, you scored two in the first quarter, you know, uh, and you know two two in the second. No, I'm sorry. I take that back. You scored one in the second. You had two field goals with it. Um, so yeah, I mean it was a pretty good game for Houston. Um yeah. once the third quarter started, it looked like it was kind of back and forth, almost like the tail of two halves, like like the first half, Houston's just demolishing, and then Jacksonville in the second half is almost like they're trying to trying to make it a game, but it's like it too little too late in some respects. Like I, I think if Jacksonville hadn't let Houston get out to that early lead, then it may have been closer than it was, but still. It's it's you know. possible.
1: Uh, Trevor Lawrence didn't look good,
0: um. So there's that. Yeah, um, how many? See, he he had he I mean, he he had what two interceptions in this game? I think he uh, threw two interceptions. I I yeah, want to say was, two interceptions. He, he threw two no touchdowns. three interceptions. I'm two sorry, interceptions. No, it was three touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah, threw for okay. three hundred and twenty-two, three hundred thirty-two yards. So, you know. That's that, you know, which t- again, Tyrod looked good too, you know, two ninety one uh for two touchdowns. So he did good. Right. Ingram did good, Philip Lindsay did good. Uh, you know, a rare damn Am- Danny Amendola touchdown out of nowhere for five receptions for thirty four yards. Oh, um, exactly. So yeah, I mean, but with that being said though, let's move on to the next game. A game um that I I, I was I literally flipped the coin for this one and uh I got it right. <laughs> um uh, the Chargers against the Reds. I'm sorry, the Chargers against the Washington football team. I gotta remind myself to correct myself. Um, twenty to sixteen. Um, so how do you feel about the Chargers in this? In in, in this aspect? Uh, I mean, they looked okay. Uh, I think
1: had. I I really think had uh, Fitzpatrick not gotten hurt, uh, that that game would have went the other way. Yeah. Um but 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 Taylor uh, Taylor Fitz,
0: Hinkey did do a good job though I mean he came in you know was 1115 for 122 and a touchdown
1: yeah uh now our prayers do go out to uh Brian Fitzpatrick he's gonna be out six to eight weeks with a hip injury hopefully yeah. he comes back uh and and looks good although I think um he may have lost his starting position.
0: I think that all depends. I think that all depends on if uh, Hinckley can, you know, maintain this role. You know, I don't even know if they have a third stringer on the roster right now.
1: Uh, I believe they do. Give me two seconds just to double check yeah. this.
0: Right. But Justin Huber did a damn good job too. Three thirty-seven for a touchdown. He did throw a pick, but you know, yeah, three thirty-seven is nothing to sneeze at. You know, he he did look good. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, he, he kind of picking up where he left off last year.
0: Uh, yeah, still, you know, still balling out looking good. Uh, let's see. He did have that phone. He did have that. He did have that fumble though. So that's one thing though. You got, you got to hold on to the football. Yep. You got to hold on to the football. Um,
1: they do have, uh, their, their third stringer is Kyle
0: Allen. Okay. Formerly Uh, of the Washington football team, correct? Uh, Oh, we have to watch the football team. Duh! I'm sorry. I was looking at the Chargers' uh, (laughs) stats when I said that. I apologize. Right for for Uh, whatever reason, I thought we talking about the Chargers. Please forgive me, America.
1: I don't remember where Kyle Allen played before. Let's, Let's see. Uh, looks like he played for the Panthers panthers that's what it was yeah he okay. was with the panthers for the la or for the 18 and 19 season
0: and then he's been with the washington football team for the last yeah. two seasons yeah so, so pretty much bouncing back and forth but i mean it was it was pretty close um it was 13 you know 13 to nine at the half you know watching and then washington scored you know then uh chargers had that late touchdown in uh the fourth um and then uh that was pretty much that was pretty much it. You know, if if, if Washington hadn't fumbled because they, they picked up an interception, they picked up that big interception, but then they had that big fumble, which led to Justin Hubert throwing it to Michael Williams for a three yard touchdown. So yeah, I mean that was definitely where it's like ah like what well, the fumble, and it was on the first play after the interception, and it was like uh kind of it kind of kind of sucked the wind out of everything. You know, at that point, you know, right uh, so uh if i'm not saying that was antonio i think it was think it was antonio gibbons that 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 lost the uh, uh that made that fumble i believe so i mean cuz he was their lead uh he was their lead rusher uh with 90 yards um so but yeah so that being said oh excuse me who i mm, got i got bad heartburn please forgive me uh so the next game we're going to talk about uh seattle against indianapolis seattle wins 28 to 16 um, what are your feelings about this particular game? Uh
1: I mean, what 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 can be said uh Seattle, I mean, Seattle balled out. Like, Absolutely.
0: Like they should. Um Russell Wilson, uh, 254 yards and four touchdowns, no interceptions. Tyler Lockett, four receptions, 100 yards and two touchdowns. DK Metcalf, 4 for 4 receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I mean, Garrett Everett had two receptions, 20 yards and a touchdown. I mean, Russell Wilson was just going off, not to mention Chris Carson had 91 yards rushing on 16 carries. I mean. Right. I mean,
1: but it's the Colts. Uh, I, I did predict them to win the the AFC South, and they still have a chance um, to do that. But I don't know if they continue to play like they did Sunday, that chance is Yeah. Gonna go re- very quickly.
0: Yeah, I think it re- I think it mostly relies on the defense because Carson Wentz didn't have a bad game. He was two fifty one for two for two touchdowns, no interceptions thrown. Um, you know, and, and both touchdowns were thrown to Zach Pascal, the uh yeah, is he? I, I want to say Zach. No, I don't know if he's the tight end or a wide out. I want to say the uh, tight end. I'm not 100 sure. Yeah, no um, positive. But yeah, but Carson Wentz did lose a fumble, so there's one thing. Uh, and their defense, you know, really didn't do that good of a job. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, they definitely, especially. I mean, if you have a defense with DeForest Buckner, Darius Leonard. You know, you need to you know put forth that effort, you know, and I really think that their defense kind of let them down, especially in the second half, or I'm sorry, especially in the first half, especially in the second quarter, right? So, but anyway, so there, so there's that one. Um, so we move on from that one to the Carolina Panthers and the New York Jets. Carolina wins nineteen to fourteen. Any thoughts on this particular game? Uh, so it's basically Sam Darnold versus Zach Wilson, basically.
1: Uh right well it was uh n- not only was it Sam Darnold versus Zach Wilson but it was Sam Darnold getting retribution for uh being traded from the Jets to the Panthers right um, and then um who was give me just a second the uh, okay where's that game there it is. Uh, Carolina Depth chart It was was it, it, was it DJ Moore No Who was it DJ Moore He played for um, He played for Carolina Yeah but He wasn't played for Carolina, he with, yeah. Wasn't he with The Jets last year uh, Um Um I'm not a hundred percent sure about that one. No, it was, is, uh, Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Robbie, Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Uh, Anderson. Yeah. Who, who was also, I, I think he may have been part of that trade. Um, but I'm not positive that brought Sam Darnold to Carolina. Uh, but I mean, they connected for a touchdown and everything. They, they looked really good. Um, Carolina's defense yeah. needs to get a little more active.
0: Yeah, but, absolutely. I mean, they did help, They held they help them to 14 points, so, I mean, that's okay. Uh, yeah, and, but, again, Sam Darnold played good, 279 for one touchdown. Christian McCaffrey balled out, man. 21 I mean, carries for 98 yards. And then on top of that, having nine receptions for 89 yards on top of that.
1: Right. So, uh, yeah. That's, that's why Roger says that that, you know, CMC is the, the second best running back in the league. Uh, right. You know, second behind Derrick Henry. Right. Boy, when we get to that game.
0: Oh, <sighs> boy, when we get to that game. Which Zach Wilson, I mean, he he did okay. You know, I mean, he had two touchdowns in his opening. Uh, but interesting statistic about Zach, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson became one of four quarterbacks since the 1970 mer- mer- merger to be sacked six times in week one of their rookie season. Archie Manning, David Carr, and Deshaun Kaiser are the other three quarterbacks. Exactly. So, I mean, the Jets' offensive line right now, people can make the case that it's the worst in the league after seeing the game that they had because, I mean, they did not protect their young quarterback whatsoever. Not at all. No. So we're going to go on to the next game, a game that you and me predicted Um, the Cincinnati Bengals. Thank you, Joe Burrow, for not fucking things up against the (laughs) Minnesota Vikings. It's the first time I've actually picked Joe Burrow's team to win a game and they did not let me down. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, That being said though, I mean, it was, it was, it was close. It went into overtime, which really shocked me. Um, uh, But yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins, you know, you know, he had a good game, three hundred and fifty-one yards for two touchdowns, and Joe Burrow had two sixty-one for two touchdowns. Joe Mixon had a Joe Mixon ran for one hundred and twenty-seven yards and a touchdown, so that was good. Jamar Chase, dude, rookie came in in the clutch, man, five receptions, one hundred and one yards for a touchdown. T Higgins had a good game uh, for the Bengals, but you go over on the one side with the with the the Vikings, Dalvin Cook 61 yards in a touchdown, Adam Thielen 92 yards in a touchdown. Uh you know, you still had, you know, all these other good you know, Justin Jefferson had, you know, five receptions for 71 yards even through one for even through 411 yards to get a first down. Um how are you feeling about this particular one? Uh so I found it ironic that uh
1: leading into the season and everything um Ja'Mar Chase had made mention that catching an NFL football was a lot more difficult than catching a college football and everybody right. and then everybody started like oh man you know oh this dude's going to be a bust and all this and then he goes out and balls out yes my, he does my wondering is did he say that to, to kind of troll people and make them think uh, he's going to be terrible. And then, you know, so they kind of looked down on him going in and then,
0: you know, they had lower expectations per se. Oh, well, I definitely think there was lower expectations. I also think that a lot of it had to do with the fact that, you know, like what you said, that he pretty much tricked them into believing that he didn't have that confidence but there, I don't know. There's just something about the, the, I won't say relationship, but there's something about the connection that Joe Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase have right. where your rookie game, and understand this. Jamar Chase is the first rookie in Cincinnati Bengals history to have a 100 yard receiving game in the first game of his career. Like, that is unheard of for your very first game, you know? Um, and you know, not since I mean, I've dude. I even heard a lot of people say that he could be the next Chad Johnson, just in terms of Cincinnati Bengals players. Um, a lot of people are comparing him to Chad Johnson in terms of his elusiveness, and I, I don't really see. I when I see when I see uh, Jamar Chase, like I can I understand where the the Chad Johnson uh, uh, comparison comes into play. Honestly, he reminds me more of Calvin Ridley than he does Chad Johnson. I can see that. You know, what I'm saying he reminds me more because I don't know if it's because if it's just a I don't know if it's just because if it's a a, a, a southeastern conference thing or or whatever it was. I mean, because because he's not as big as like a Julio or a DK Metcalf or something like that. You right. know, but I mean, yeah, I can definitely see. I mean, I don't want to go all. I don't don't want to put. I don't want to put Jamar Chase in the elite category of wide receivers. I mean, he's only played one game. I'm not going to put that much pressure on him. Oh God. Um, but I mean, if he keeps having the games like this, he could be up there in a couple years. So, looking forward to see what he does next. Um, the next game. Oh my God. I I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to describe this next game. Um, other than telling you that Tennessee. What the fuck, bro. What the absolute fuck? We all three got this one wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the damn, <laughs> the damn Arizona Cardinals beat the Tennessee Titans thirty-eight to thirteen. What the hell? So
1: I-, <laughs> I think the um I think the Titans forgot that they were playing. Uh, Derek Henry had fifty-eight rushing yards in Man. the first in the first half alone. He had negative eight yards, bro. Negative eight. And Negative what happened? Eight. Yes. Now, what happened? Just like we've all three been saying since Ryan Tannehill signed with the Titans, if Derrick Henry doesn't get yardage, Tannehill cannot make the passes. Yes. What did Arizona do? They stuffed Derrick Henry. They shut the run game down. They shut the pass game down. Because they knew that once they couldn't make yardage on the ground, it was, okay, we're going to double cover A.J. Brown, and we'll put a single guy over here on Julio because he ain't doing shit. Right. Julio did – Dude, Julio, went. he only caught three receptions for 29 yards. Exactly. And everybody said that. Now, first, that's his first game in the Titans system in live football. Completely different than practice. But everybody has said Julio was going to be the guy that brought tight the, the Tennessee Titans out of the slump. They were going to take him to the promised land. Right. Uh,
0: not if he plays like this, he's not <laughs> right. And dude, they couldn't even get their other two run by Jeremy Jeremy McNichols and um Mech Mc, Mc, Sergeant? Mecca sergeant? Meckey sergeant? I don't know how to pronounce his first name, please forgive me. Yeah, they I'm combined they combined, the two of them combined was for three carries and eleven yards. Derrick Henry only ran for fifty eight yards. Ryan Tannehill was the only one that scored a touchdown in that run. Tannehill scored um, he, you know, he did okay, two and you know, two hundred and twelve yards and a touchdown. But you also threw an interception. Now, Kyler Murray, on the other hand, I know you like to say "fuck Kyler Murray," but bro, we cannot discredit what he did. Two hundred eighty nine yards and four touchdowns, bro. He balled plus he had a rushing plus he plus he had a rushing touchdown. He balled out. Yeah. And shout out, you know, shout out to DeAndre Hopkins as well, man. Six receptions, 83 yards, and two touchdowns. Christian Kirk also with two touchdowns as well. Um, dude, that whole that whole team was just, you know, Isaiah Simmons with the interception in that game, Buda Baker with a pass defend. Um, you know, like they really Chandler Jones with five freaking sacks, man.
1: Bro, uh five J- sacks. JJ got him a sack. Yep. Um who else was it uh had the the sack fumble uh it was Michael Michael, Dug- Michael Dugby yeah i mean yeah. uh tennessee's o line trash terrible yep uh so yeah yeah it I, was that,
0: I, that that was one of those <laughs> he right i, Man, I don't know I'm, what else to say about that me too I, i'm yeah so, yeah, man, I don't know. All right, so we're going to move on to the next game. The, 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 the San Francisco 49ers, who did look good with Kyle Shanahan's offense, back in the saddle again with all the healthy players. Jimmy G, you know, had the game. 41-33 to 33 against the Detroit Lions. This game was way closer than I thought it was going to be. There was a whole lot more scoring in it than I thought it was going to be. I really, really thought that San Francisco was going to play, which San Francisco, I mean, my God, man, they scored – 31 points in the first half, so it was 31-10 to at the half against Detroit. And then they both – they shared touchdowns in the third. And then Detroit, 16 points in the fourth quarter. Detroit almost made a big old comeback in this game, but unfortunately it wasn't enough. Jimmy G throwing 314 yards for a touchdown and um, Eli Mitchell rushing for 104 yards and a touchdown. Daboos – Debo, bruh. Did you see Debo Samuel's stats? Nine receptions, 189 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Bruh. Dude, dude came to play. That's all I'm going to say. Now, Jared Goff, though, I will say this. I think Jared Goff played better in the quarterback role than Jimmy G did. 338 yards and three touchdowns. And Jamal Williams ran for 54 yards and a touchdown. TJ Hawk, Hawkinson got, a, got him a touchdown. DeAndre Swift got him one. I really do think, though, that the defense, though, had they because it, it kind of like how San Francisco they came out early and long. I mean, thirty-one attempt to half. They were like, eh, "Fuck it, we're just not going to worry about the rest of this game. We got it under control. No biggie, right?" Well, <laughs> that's why you lost two fumbles in that game. Jimmy G fumbled and uh, Debo Samuel fumbled as well. Um, so. Again, like how – I mean, was it closer than you thought it was going to be? It's a lot closer than I thought it was going to be.
1: And and just like I said before, people are sleeping on Jared Goff in this Lions system, and look what he does. Now, again,
0: they lost the game, but he balled out. Right. They put up 33 on San Francisco, a San Francisco team who a lot of people are like, you know, which they're in what many what many people believe, the analysts and everything like that. A lot of people believe that the NFC uh, West is the best conference because they all went four and no this week. Um, Right. But but we'll certainly get to that. Um, But yeah, definitely. This is a game where I legit thought that it was going to be a blowout and it wasn't. Now let's get to a surprise this week. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills. I honestly thought Buffalo was going to take this one, and for what? the first half, it actually looked like they were going to. It was ten nothing going into halftime, and then yeah. a switch came on. You know, I guess Ben Roethlisberger remembered that he's been which not really because he he only threw for one hundred and eighty eight yards and a touchdown. You know, um, That's Najee all Harris. He had to do, he, though. Right, Najee Harris actually, you know, contributed sixteen rushes. I mean, he needs to get his rushing yards up, though. He only ran for forty-five yards rushing. Um, you know, and uh, Juju Smith Schuster had, you know, four receptions for fifty-two yards. But man, the force fumbles that that they were able to capitalize on. Joe Hayden had a force fumble. T.J. Watt had a force fumble. Devin Bush and Cameron Hayward had a force fumble. You know they really did a good job of you know the defense did a really really good job of trying to T.J. Watt also had two sacks in this game. Um, yep. You know uh, Josh Allen played you know Josh Allen's game. You know I mean he was two hundred seven two hundred and seventy yards and a touchdown. You know, but I mean godly man you, you fumbled a total of four total fumbles. One of them was a loss. You know, and yeah, I mean it was just. It literally was one of those games where it was like, man, you know what what's going to happen, you know, um, you know, and then Roethlisberger, you know, hits a, uh, shit, what's his name? God, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank right here. Uh, uh, Deontay Johnson, I think is what his name is, um, for a touchdown late in the third, and then it was like touchdown, it was it was touchdown, then it was field goal, um, you know, block the punt, you know, like that whole thing and like I mean they came back strong like they they literally scored 20 unanswered points against uh them just to just to come back into the game and then they ended up winning the game um some people was like well this was definitely a shock I don't think it was the biggest shock of the weekend but how do you feel
1: uh <clears throat> I, yeah I don't think it was the uh the biggest shock of the weekend but uh i also i think we all picked buffalo to win this game uh, after yes. uh, after how well they played last season and then uh, the steelers come out and they played not so well last season and they come out playing pretty good this season you know right. like you said tj watt picked up right where he left off two sacks tj watt is now the highest played defensive player highest-paid defensive player in the NFL. And right. he goes out week one earning his money. You know, exactly. a lot of times these players, they get paid, and their production kind of slacks off.
0: Yes, uh, absolutely. I, not TJ. Yeah, no. Um, no. Although, I mean, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, my God, you put up 20 unanswered points. My question is, where did the, B- did the Bills' defense decide to take the second half off? Like, come on, man. And plus, you only scored like 10 points. You only scored 10 points in the first half. Like, get your shit together. The next game, my God, <laughs> this game was so freaking horrible. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Atlanta Falcons, Philadelphia just creamed these guys 32-6. to This game was just – shut them out completely in the second half. They, they They had two field goals the whole entire game. That was it. Two field goals the whole entire game. My God, um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you look at Philadelphia. I mean, Jalen Hurst played pretty damn good. Two hundred sixty-four yards and three touchdowns, hitting uh, Devontae Smith, Jalen, uh, is it Rieger? Rager, and Dallas Goddard, uh, all for touchdowns. Um, you know, uh, Kenneth Gainwell had thirty had uh, thirty-seven yards and a touchdown. Matt Ryan, my God, poor, poor, poor Atlanta. You know, only 164 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Cordero Patterson uh, had the most rushing yards with 54 yards. Calvin Ridley, five receptions for 51 yards. Kyle Pitts actually, for for a rookie, four touchdowns, 30. You know, four, I'm sorry, four receptions, 31 yards. Um, I feel like that he, Matt Ryan could have done a better job getting him more involved. I think. Um. But we're talking about Matt Ryan. It's, yeah, I know.
1: I mean, he's. it's time for them to move on from Matt Ryan.
0: I agree. A
1: hundred percent. I think that's the problem. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think Matt Ryan is the problem. Uh, If they had a, and I hate to say young, but if they had a younger, dynamic, more dynamic quarterback... Right then, you know they. I I, I think they would do better. Uh, right now, their defense is terrible. Still, but oh. You know, but I, I think they could have with a better quarterback. I think
0: they could have scored
1: a little more points.
0: Right. That's I mean, just my I opinion mean, on that one. Right. Well, I mean, when when the best player on your defense is Dante Fla- uh, Fowler Jr. Yeah, I mean that's or Deion Jones maybe, but I mean you don't have anybody on that defense, man. Nobody's on that defense right now, and it sucks. Right. So horrible. Although I do think that, um, Jalen Hurts going out there and you know throwing for three touchdowns, proving like I'm willing to bet that Jalen Hurts was like, yeah, I'm gonna make you motherfuckers forget about uh who Carson Wentz is, you know, like I think that's Jalen hurts. goal is to solidify. He is the next, he is going to be Philly's quarterback over the next couple of years. Oh yeah, for sure. So, so, uh, next game, a game that had, uh, can we say had some controversy, had a bad call. Um, it was Kansas city and Cleveland, uh, Kansas city, uh, did win 33 to 29. Um, now I, I, Unfortunately, did not get a chance to watch this game. Um, I vaguely remember seeing some of the highlights, but I didn't get a chance to watch all of it. I was doing a couple of other things. Chip, how would you feel about this particular game?
1: Uh I I'm still tilted about this game. Okay. Uh, I mean, in the in the first quarter you you have um what's that guy's name? His last name's Harrison. Um he plays for, for the, the Browns. Yeah, he okay. plays for, plays for the Browns. Um, he tackles uh, Ronnie Ronnie Harrison. Uh, maybe it was yeah. Uh, okay, he so he tackles him, uh, or he tackles Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, on the uh, the Chiefs sideline. Uh, the Chiefs bench kind of swarms him, and he's trying to move, and Edwards-Alaire brings his knee up as he's trying to step over him and it, 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 his foot hits Edward Zolaire's knee and he steps back down, accident, accidentally stepping on Edward Zolaire. And then you have a coach from the, um, the Chiefs come over and push Ronnie Harrison. Uh, and in retaliation, he mushes him back, like pushes him in ch- chest, like, hey, bitch, get the fuck off me. Right. And um uh, so they eject him from the game, Ronnie Harrison. Right. Um uh, when if they were gonna do that, they should have ejected the coach as well because he initiated contact first. Okay. Uh, now uh there, there's uh, uh rules in place that protect the officials from being physically touched by the players and coaches. There's a rule in place for the coaches where they cannot be physically touched by the players or officials. However, there is zero rules in place that protect the players. Uh, And I think that's complete bullshit. So if you're a coach, you you can physically provoke a player. And nothing is done. So, what if I'm just going to throw this out there? So, what if he a, he when he pushed Ronnie Harrison? Say Ronnie Harrison was off balance, fell, and tore his ACL. Now he's out the rest of the season. What consequences are there to that coach?
0: Right, exactly. You see what I'm saying? You know, it's kind of like a couple of years ago when when one of the one of the coaches on the sideline. um I think it was the Jets tripped a player that was going up the sideline tripped him, and you know they just like, oh well, you know well, they they called a penalty and let the you know and they you know have to distance to the goal or whatever, but if that guy hadn't have tripped, that would have been a touchdown, you know, and the fact that a fucking coach, and they were like, oh well, that coach needs to be that was totally that was, it was so against the rules and things like that. I don't remember anything happening to that coach, right, you uh, know, so that's the thing. But statist- happened, yeah, which is bullshit. Um, but statistically, I mean, the Browns did do their thing. You know, uh, Baker Mayfield had three hundred and twenty-one yards, didn't throw a touchdown. But I mean, Nick Chubb ran for two touchdowns. Kareem Hunt had a, you know ran for a touchdown. Jarvis Landry had a touchdown. Um, yeah, so I mean, their their rushing game was on point. Um, Pat Mahomes ran for a touchdown, also had three touchdowns with 337 uh, yards. Travis Kelsey got his numbers, got two touchdowns. Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions, 197 yards, and a touchdown. Bruh. Tyreek balled out. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, it's 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 a, it's a downer <laughs> though, because it ended it, because it's such a, a fucked up situation. Um, Again, again, it's
1: Monday morning quarterbacking, but I understand, uh, I think had, uh, Ronnie Harrison not been ejected from the game and, um, Oh God, what's that other guy's name? Wills. Uh, if he hadn't rolled his ankle, uh, I 100% believe that this game would have went the other way. Right. Uh, now, against modern Morton quarterbacking, we don't know because
0: they weren't on the field. Right. Uh, so let's go on to the next game. And oh my God, I don't, th- this is another one that none of us picked. We all, <laughs> yeah. we all, we all had Green Bay winning this one handedly. Oh no, sir. The New Orleans Saints wins 38 to 3. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me correctly. You've seen the highlights, I'm sure. 38-3. to Aaron Rodgers threw for 133 yards and two two interceptions. It was to a point Jordan Love came in and threw for 86 yards, zero touchdowns. The best running back that they have, Aaron Jones, five carries for nine yards. Devontae Adams, their best wide receiver, five receptions, 56 yards. Now, oh also, and Jordan Love also had a fumble in this game as well. Now we move over to the Saints. Jameis Winston, bruh. Jameis Winston only threw for 148 yards, but he had five touchdowns in that son of a bitch. Alba Kamara did his numbers, man. Eight, you know, eighty, you know, eighty-three yards rushing um on top. But he only had eight, he only had eight yards receiving, but man. De, you know uh, Dante Harris had a touchdown to 72 yards uh Jawan Johnson had two touchdowns Chris Hogan had a touchdown Alvin Kamara had a had a, had a passing touchdown um yeah I mean <laughs> not to mention Marcus Williams and Paulson at, uh Adebo had uh an interception so yeah I mean it was it was pretty pretty bad um well, what say it, you bubba I I thought it was funny
1: that um Drew Beery's even made mention of it. And uh, so after the game, he was like, 38 points. I guess all the Saints have been needing for the last couple of years is Jameis Winston. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he, he made light of the situation. And I thought that of was course. really cool of him uh, yeah. to to say that and not be like, "Oh, I could have done better or whatnot. You know, a lot of people are that way.
0: Yeah. some. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, my God, I mean. Yeah, I mean the yards weren't there in terms of 148 yards, but bruh, yards don't. The yards aren't the points. The touchdowns are the points, and he scored five of them, bruh. Right. That's 35 points. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, um, and I, we we were we were talking about this a little bit beforehand, but I'll just go ahead and say it. Aaron Rodgers has given up, man. Aaron well, Rodgers does not give a flying fuck about this team. And I don't think it has anything to do with the players, his teammates. It has everything to do with that front office. It has everything to do with the fact that Jordan, they, they wanted Jordan Love to be his replacement. Um, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that Aaron Rodgers wasn't talked, to, he wasn't sold. Now granted, it's, it's, it's one of them situations where it's like Aaron Rodgers is the star of your team. He is the franchise quarterback. He is the, he is the franchise player of the league. So maybe some decisions you'll be like, all right, you know what? Technically, Aaron, this isn't your decision, but since you are a franchise quarterback and you pretty much run the offense, what do you think? Because we, you you want your star player to be pleased, and when the star player's happy, everybody else is happy too. You know, um, well, in theory, that's the way it works. Um, Aaron, right. right now, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is right now. Aaron Rodgers is not happy, and it wouldn't surprise me if Aaron Rodgers said, "Fuck this season." It wouldn't surprise me if he did that. Uh, not so, to say he would not to say he would intentionally throw a season out of spite, but I'm not saying he'll do it, but I'm not saying he's not gonna do it either. Right.
1: Um two quotes that I've read this week on different sporting sites from Aaron Rodgers. First was um he he apparently said they drafted my quarter or they drafted my replacement already. Let's let him play.
0: And, right?
1: and he says, apparently allegedly said, uh, I don't have anything else to prove on the field. Yeah. Uh, now with an attitude, if he said those things, if the reports are true and he said those things with that kind of attitude, yeah, he doesn't need to be on the field. Maybe it's just, he doesn't want to play for them anymore. Um, uh, and I mean that has kind of been the take all season or all off season. But still go out and do your job and you know earn you a spot on a different team if that's what you want to do.
0: Right. I, I just for me and I can understand his frustration, but here's my here's my thing. You led a team to the NFC Championship game for two years straight, okay? And let's be honest. Did you deserve your MVP? Uh, I would say as far as quarterbacks go, you were the best quarterback, but you weren't the best player in the league. You weren't the MVP of your league, of the league. That, In my personal opinion, I believe Derrick Henry should have been MVP last season. Oh, I 100% agree with that assumption. But I – but – I do think that Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback of last season based on statistics and based on where he led his team. Now, I will also say this. When Aaron Rodgers cares, I don't believe there's a there's a quarterback better than Aaron Rodgers. I know Patrick Mahomes is great. I know that Tom Brady's great. I know that Russell Wilson is great. But for whatever reason – Aaron Rodgers has this weird, rare ability to be able to do things that quarterbacks are not supposed to do. You know, if he finds a way to make shit happen, he finds a way to win. Um, the problem is, Aaron Rodgers is, for lack of a better word, Aaron Rodgers is a diva. He is. He likes to point fingers. He likes to blame deflect. He everything is everybody else's fault. Except, put it to you this way. If Jay Cutler was a better superior quarterback, that's Aaron Rodgers. His attitude is fucking horrible. And when he gets in these moods, these depressions, it brings the team down. Which is evidence what just happened this past Sunday against the Saints. My opinion. Oh, you know. uh, 100%. Yeah. Um, so, we go from there. Um. And again, shout out to Raj. His team won this week. Uh the Denver Broncos beat the New York Giants 27-13. Um pretty good, you know, pretty good back and forth game. Well, not really back and forth game. It, it was it was close in the first quarter. Um and then, you know, it was close going into the half, you know, 10 to 7, and then Denver kind of just took over the rest of the game in halftime. Giants only scored 6 points in the fourth. Um you know, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Um, so how are you feeling about this one particularly? Teddy Bridgewater did perform well, 264 yards and a touchdown. Oh, two touchdowns. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I thought Teddy Bridgewater looked really good. Um, I, I, I think the Broncos looked really good. Now they were playing a terrible team. Uh, this goes back to my, uh, my take with the, the Texans Jaguars. You know, the Texans looked great but they were playing the Jaguars. The Broncos looked great, but they were playing the Giants.
0: You know what I right. mean? Right. right. Now, that's uh, I, I what you're saying. And Melvin Gordon, again, had a great game, 101 yards and a touchdown on 11 carries. Right.
1: Uh, You know, now let's see what these, these teams look like when they face a higher caliber team.
0: Yeah, know. exactly. Uh, yeah. Then let's see what they look like. Right. I mean, Von Bell being back, you know, you know, two, you know, two sacks in the game, three tackles for a loss, so he definitely picked up where he left off. Uh, as far as the Giants go, Daniel Jones had a good game, you know, 267 yards and a touchdown. Uh that touchdown went to Sterling Shepard, who did have seven receptions, 113 yards. Um, Saquon Barkley, uh God, 10 carries for 26 yards. Has not f- yet found his footing yet. Exactly,
1: it's like, you know, everybody was touting, "Oh, Saquon's back! Saquon's back! Saquon's back!" Back where?
0: Yeah, you know that is true. I, I'm, I'm, I was one of those guys that was pulling for Saquon. You know, because I was, because I was a fan of Saquon. I'm a fan of Saquon Barkley. I think he's. I feel. I still feel like he could be a great running back in this league. Although, I is it? Do you think it's one of them cases where he was hesitant, and that's why his stats? were low this 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 uh week? Uh it's very possible. Very, very yeah. possible. Yeah, definitely, definitely something that you would, you know, win. But yeah, but I mean Darius Slayton, three, you know, three recessions for 65 yards. Uh Kenny Galladay with you know 64 yards. Um that was the leaders on that Giants team. Um uh Jerry Judy did a good job, you know, 72, you know, six receptions for 72 yards. Noah Fant um sixty seven uh sixty Cortland Sutton, you figured he'd have a big monster game, but he only had one reception for 14 yards. So, you know, of course, there may have been some underlining things there. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but, yeah, so Broncos win against the Giants. And then we go to the game that literally scared the ever-loving shit out of me. Uh, the The Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. Miami, by the skin of their ass, won this game 17-16. to Um... Yeah, that was, you know, Miami. You know, it was it it was tied at the half. Um, You know, Miami did score in the in the the third. Patriots. You know, got the. You know, we 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 were up. You know, we we did keep the lead after the third. So I was happy about that. Uh, but man, I mean, yeah, that was it was it it was it was scary. Um, not a big big game by Tua. Two hundred and two yards and a touchdown. Uh, you know, Miles Gaston ran for 47 yards. I'm sorry, 49 yards. Malcolm Brown only ran for 16. Um, you know, Devontae Parker four receptions for 81 yards. Uh, Jalen Waddle with his, he didn't have a biggest game as Jamar Chase, but man, four receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. Um, I'm a little bit concerned though that they didn't involve, and this is just me personally, like they didn't, they didn't involve Albert Wilson or Mike Jaceki uh, as much. Like that kind of bothered me that they weren't um utilized more in this game. Uh that kind of bothered me. Um and yeah, that that was just one of the things that just it did for whatever reason, it just didn't jive with me. Um but then you look at the Patriots, Mac Jones, 281 yards and a touchdown. Uh Damian Harris ran for 100 yards. Um Nelson Aguilar with a very good game with five receptions, 72 yards and a touchdown. Um, but I think what hurt the Patriots more was the two fumbles between Damian Harrison and uh Rada Dre Stevenson. Um how are you feeling about this one? Uh yeah, I mean Mac Jones looked looked
1: good. Uh Tua Tua looked good. Uh what didn't look good, in my opinion, uh was the Dolphins defense.
0: Yes. Uh, yes,
1: I I don't think the Dolphins' defense looked good at all. Uh, otherwise, you know, the they they would have held the Patriots to a little uh, a little less than um sixteen points. I mean, it was only sixteen points, but still, it was almost yeah. enough to beat them. Uh, on the flip side, I thought the Patriots'
0: defense looked pretty good. Right. Uh, So. Right. Well, I mean, the Patriots did have, uh, you know, Jonathan Jones did have the interception. Uh, Calvin Noy had a sack. Josh Ux had a sack. Um, So, yeah, so it was definitely – the. I I literally – and this is what I'm talking about. I feel like the Miami Dolphins won this game – literally pulled this game out of their ass. You know, it was literally one of those games where you really didn't know what was going to happen. You know, like I was literally worried the whole time. I was like, oh, God, please, 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 please. But I do think that the fumble by um, the fumble by Damian Harris actually kind of helped solidify it uh, for us. Like if that fumble doesn't happen, I mean, we could be talking about a different game here, you know. Right. So You know, if, that, if the fumble doesn't happen, you know, chances are New England, which – I did find this interesting uh stat though that they did talk about. Um and uh they they don't talk about it here on the website, but what they did end up talking about was um <laughs> it is it, as far as like game like week 1 opening games. The Miami Dolphins have, over the last 20 years, Miami the Miami Dolphins have only won 8 week 1 games or or first or like their, like, the first um, game of the season, yeah. The rival, the rival. Uh, when it turn, when in terms of division games, right. Whenever Miami is playing um, New England in a division game, they have only won eight times in the past twenty years. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm getting a, I'm more opti- I'm I'm getting more optimistic. I'm a little bit more, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm a little bit more uh, realistic than I am optimistic. So, but we will definitely see. Um, yeah. so yeah, but shout out to Miami, man, you know, let's, let's try to do good when we play, um, God, who we play next week? Bron- no, no, we don't play them. No, the Broncos play the Jags next week, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. That being said, let's move on to the Sunday night game between the Bears and the LA Rams. Um, I'm pretty sure I called this one correctly. It was, it was a blowout in a, in a certain sense. It's not as bad as Tennessee, Arizona, or Saints, uh, uh, Green Bay, but I mean, it was a pretty significant, you know, win. Uh, win, a win by 20, 34 to 14. Um, and Andy Dalton, <laughs> 206 yards, but an interception. Uh, David Montgomery actually did pretty good, you know, 16 carries for 108 yards and a touchdown. Justin Fields was on the field, had a rush for a touchdown. Um, Marquise Goodwin only had four receptions for uh, 45 yards. Um, you know, not really anything significant to speak of as far as the Bears go. Now, the Rams, Matthew Stafford in his Rams debut, 321 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Daryl Henderson running back, 70 yards for a touchdown. Um, Cooper Cup, seven receptions, 108 yards and a touchdown. Van Jefferson with 80, 80 yards and a touchdown on two receptions. Uh, Robert Woods, three receptions, 27 yards and a touchdown. Um, even a rare Deshaun Jackson sighting, you know, two receptions, twenty-one yards. Um, how do you feeling about this one?
1: I so I, I I thought that the the Bears should have put Justin Fields in as <laughs> right. opposed to Andy Dalton. Uh, now Justin Fields did play. Uh, he had two passes. He went two for two for ten yards. Uh, Andy Dalton went twenty-seven for thirty-eight for two hundred six. Uh, but he also threw an interception. Um, yeah, you know David Montgomery he had sixteen carries for one hundred and eight yards and a touchdown. Um. So, and Justin Fields also had one carry, three yards for a touchdown. Uh, but I think I don't I don't know if they're going to, but I think they should start Justin Fields Week Two. Uh, and see where that goes. I mean, it can't hurt after this Molly whopping that they got from the Rams. Right. Uh, you know, putting Justin Fields in there
0: can't hurt. You're right. It can't hurt, but I will say this and, and, and I've been, I've had foresight on this for, for a while now. Um, matter of fact, we actually, I actually talked about it, um, during the, uh, during the way too early prediction show that we did, um, I think Matt Nagy's on the biggest hot seat in the NFL right now, and I think that – honestly, I think Matt Nagy's going to be the first one fired this year. I don't know when it's going to be. I say give it a couple of – weeks. if the Bears are still going to play the way that they're playing right now, I give it a couple of weeks, and I think he's going to be the first one cut, the first one gone. Honestly oh, I, I don't doubt that at all. Yeah. Um. Damn. Clicked off the wrong thing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, so it happens. All right, so and then Monday night, the Raiders and the Ravens, 33 to 27, the Ravens, I'm sorry, the Raiders win this one. And it was a game, man. This was this was in my honest opinion, I think this was probably game of the week. What do you say, Chip? Uh
1: yeah, I definitely would think that it's a game of the week. Um man uh, as as the kids nowadays would say it was a banger
0: yeah <laughs> definitely uh, a banger absolutely
1: yeah 100 percent. now uh it also i just seen a stat about this game uh it was the most watched monday night football game since oh, where did that go? I just had it up. I'm sorry. It happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. I, I ended up closing out the wrong thing. It had like 15.29 million viewers.
0: Uh, 15.9 on in the in Wow. Yeah. Them some w. This some this some this this some Monday Night War numbers, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, they were absolutely
1: impressive numbers, and I lost it.
0: I'm trying to find it right here. I don't don't really see anything. No. Um, But while you're looking that up, um, it says this was the second time on Monday Night Football game this is the second time on a Monday night football game that went to overtime in Week One of a season. The last time that it happened, Pittsburgh beat New England in a Week One game back in nineteen seventy nine. In the only other occurrence, which they went on to win Super Bowl uh, fourteen. There you go. I didn't okay. even know Monday. Night, I didn't even know Monday night football was on all the way back in the seventies. Oh yeah, but, but there you uh, go. But but, but 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 I mean, statistically though, Derek Carr actually did have a pretty monster game man 435 yards and two touchdowns
1: yeah. uh he did
0: have he did have that interception though that was that that was his only uh his only uh, his only problem but I mean my god Darren Waller 10 receptions for 105 yards and a touchdown uh uh Josh Jacobs had two rushing touchdowns on 34 yards and 10 attempts uh now the Raven Lamar Jackson you know 235 yards and a touchdown uh Lamar Jackson was also their leading rusher for 12 carries and 86 yards Although Tyson Williams, uh, 65 yards in a touchdown. Uh, Latavius Murray, 28 yards in a touchdown. Um, you know, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, Antonio's brother, uh, 69 yards in a touchdown. Uh, Sammy Watkins actually had four receptions for 96 yards. Uh, but man, Deshaun Watson fumbled three times and lost two of them. That was the downfall, I think, is that Lamar Jackson is trying to do way too much, in my opinion. What, what oh, do you think? Oh, Timeout. Deshaun Watson doesn't play for either the Ravens or the Raiders. Did I say Deshaun Watson? You you did. I am so, so sorry. I meant Lamar Jackson. I am so, so sorry. It's okay. I mean, uh, currently Deshaun Watson doesn't even play football. Currently currently Deshaun Watson doesn't even play at all. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, okay. So
1: here's the stat. Uh, the Ravens-Raiders game last night totaled 15.29 million viewers, making it the most watched Monday Night Football Week 1 game since 2013. Oh okay, so okay. That's that's where I was going. Also, oh, okay. uh, the the pressure that was put on Lamar Jackson. Uh, at, so after last night's game, Lamar Jackson has not thrown for over two hundred and fifty yards in his last seventeen games. Bruh. This ties Cordell Stewart for the fourth longest streak since the year 2000. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so,
0: you know. Uh, is it a situation where Lamar Jackson is doing too much? Where he's trying to do too much? I, I think so. You know, uh,
1: according to Pro Football Focus, the the pressure rate on Lamar Jackson last night was 54.5%. For comparison, the pressure rate. Wait, wait, time rate. out, time
0: out, time, time out. Pressure rate? Are you saying yeah. Pressure what is, what rate. Is, uh, is this a new statistic that they got? Because I've never heard of pressure rate before a day okay. in my life.
1: So pressure rate is the amount of times that Lamar Jackson is put under pressure by the defense.
0: Okay, and then whatever your statistics are based on the pressure is how they predict your uh Correct. Uh, your your rating. Oh, okay. Right. Uh now, Man, they come but, up they come up with statistics for anything, won't they? Uh yeah. So that's like th- some level three DEPCON analytics. <laughs>
1: it, it gets way too deep. But to put that in comparison, the pressure rate on Patrick Mahomes during the Super Bowl last year was fifty two point oh, five percent. Okay. So Lamar Jackson was pressured more last
0: night than Patrick Mahomes was. Hmm. Interesting. You think, is it also based on the opposing defenses as well? Like, I mean, I, is it based yeah. on, it, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it has to be.
1: Uh, I don't know how I, they come up with these <laughs> these statistics at all. I, That's I just, way above my pay grade. <laughs> yes, I, I just find the statistics, find them interesting,
0: and. We spew them. Yep. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh So, yeah, that is week one. Um but before we jump into week two and make our predictions, uh, let's go ahead real quick. We're not going to do the whole entire uh, power ranking for week two. We're just going to hit you with the top ten. Um, number ten is the New Orleans Saints. They jumped up five spots because uh, they were at 15. Um, okay. number, nine, number nine is the San Francisco 49ers, who stay at the rank that they are at number nine. Um, number, yeah, Number eight is the Cleveland Browns. Despite the loss, they still stay at number eight. So that tells you one thing. Um, The Baltimore Ravens are at seven. They only dropped down two spots. They originally were at five last week. Number six is the Buffalo Bills, who dropped down three spots to number six after being ranked in in three. Number five are the Pittsburgh Steelers, who jumped up five spots. They were previously at ten last week, and now they're at five. At number four, the Seattle Seahawks, who are ranked fourth, and they jumped up three spots from number seven. At number three is the Los Angeles Rams who jumped from six to three, jumping three spots, and then the top two are the two that we, you guys know about, Kansas City Chiefs at two and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at one. Um, so after hearing that, would you arrange these top tens in the way? Because we already had our series of games. We already see what the talent is. Um, do you think that uh, NFL.com got this correct, or would you change anything?
1: Oh. Uh, uh hmm mm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that's I don't know. I, I'm not sure maybe the 49ers should be a little higher. they did win and they they did beat a, a pretty good team um I liked that the Browns didn't fall because they played so well.
0: Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I yeah. I think they may have gotten it right. Yeah. You want to know an interesting like there's a lot there was a lot of big jumps. Mm-hmm. Um I I'll tell you this interesting one. The 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 small the biggest uh drop was the Tennessee Titans. Um the Tennessee Titans dropped 9 spots from 11 down to 20. Oh wow. Yeah, and the biggest jump. Matter of fact, let me find it. Let me find it. It's not them. Hang on, let me go back and look. The biggest jump was the Philadelphia Eagles, who went from twenty-five to seventeen. They jumped eight spaces. So, definitely. Um, now, in terms of our teams, Miami Dolphins only jumped one to to, to thirteen. Uh, the Denver Broncos jumped six spots from twenty-two to sixteen, and the Houston Texans. Jumped from the, they were last. The bottom, they were last. They jumped three spots to twenty nine. Okay. So you know, the, you know, and Detroit. Even though they had a good showing against uh San Francisco, they stay at number. They stay at thirty one in the rankings. So
1: right.
0: This is a couple of high points. I know I wasn't gonna do the whole list, but I had to hit, hit you guys with a couple of high points. Right. Um. Rams. So up,
1: Rams up three. Seahawks up three. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers up five. That was, yeah. I don't know if I'd bring them up that high, though. No. The Bills down three spots. The Ravens down two
0: spots. Ravens should have been. I'm sorry, the Ravens. I'm sorry, the Ravens should have been. Whew, Ravens should be out of the top ten. Based <sighs> on that performance, I think they should be at least, if not out of the top ten, at least at ten. Because I would put San Francisco above them. Based on the way San Francisco played. But then again, the way New Orleans played, I'd probably put New Orleans above San Francisco right now, also, to be honest with you. But then yeah. again, they didn't lose, so why would they go down? So I think that's why they kind of stayed where they are at number nine. So Yeah, see, that's that's the thing. Like I think
1: the 49ers should have went up a couple of spots because they did win. And they played a, a tough team. Now, uh, you know, people look at the Detroit Lions and they're like, ah, they're, they're nobody. But, right. I mean, clearly they played a tough team. Um, I, I like the fact that the Browns kind of stayed mundane right where they were uh, because they did play one hell of a game. Uh, I, I 100% think they should have won that game again.
0: That's Monday morning
1: quarterbacking,
0: but, right, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. And for all you Dallas Cowboy fans out there, they are still at number 19. So there you go. Uh, fuck the Cowboys. There you go. I was waiting on it. Now, that being said, though, that is the week two uh, power rankings. Now let's g- jump straight into the week two uh, predictions. Chip, what we got first? Uh, First up, we got our Thursday night football game
1: of who gives a fuck versus who gives a fuck. Uh, (laughs) No, no, get it right. It's who gives a fuck versus who gives a shit. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, So it's the the New York Giants versus the Washington football team. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that that Washington
0: wins this, even with uh, Tyler Heineke at quarterback. I'm going to say that Washington wins because I think that Washington's defense is better than New York's defense. So I would still pull more for Washington than I would New York.
1: Yeah. Uh, Roger also has Washington winning winning this. Uh, I wish he could give us his reasonings on why, but he had some you know family business to take care of. That's why he's Absolutely. not here tonight. Uh, hopefully soon he'll be back and we'll be whole again. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) But uh, with that said, we'll go ahead and jump on to our Sunday games. Uh, We're to start the Sunday games with the Patriots versus the Jets.
0: Fuck the Jets. Uh, No, I'm going to say probably New England because, you know, right now, that New York Jets offensive line is terrible. And I think that the New England Patriots defense is going to have a field day with them. I think they're. I think that they're going to at least get – I mean, my God, I mean, <laughs> if the Carolina Panthers can, you know, put Zach Wilson on the ground six times, I mean, obviously New England probably could do just as much. You know, their offensive line is in shambles. So, yeah, obviously I would say New England. Simply based off that, I'd go with New England. So
1: Right, yeah. Um, I also have New England winning this one. Uh, like I said, I, I think that new, new, England defense looked, uh, really good when they played the dolphins. Right. Um, and the jets are terrible. So, um, they're just going to have a field day with, with that. Um, Roger also has new England winning this one. So there's right. that, um, our next game up, we've got the Broncos Rogers team versus the Jaguars. Uh after the performance that the Jaguars put up against the Texans, uh I, Denver is gonna win this one and they're gonna win it pretty handedly, I
0: think. I think it's gonna be a good game though. I do think that it's going to be I think it's gonna be a little bit closer to the I'm bullshitting you. <laughs> Denver's gonna block the floor with the Jaguars. Uh yeah, Broncos winning this one. Well, I was fixing to say you better pay that. <laughs> you, you better pay here whatever the hell you're
1: drinking to me. <laughs> All
0: right. Nah, Broncos winning this one.
1: Yeah, uh Roger also has the Broncos winning this one. So Yeah, that's a homer pick though. <laughs> <laughs> uh next up we got the, the Buffalo Bills versus
0: the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what? I'm actually a little bit more confident this week than I was last week when you told me. When if you if you was to tell me if Buffalo would have had a better performance against uh Pittsburgh and won that game, I would be a little bit more worried. But because of the Bills performance and their defense not really stepping up, I legitimately think that we have a chance. But I'm not gonna go all the way because I, I there's a part of me that wants to say, okay, Buffalo, that was an anomaly. That was just that was it was a it was a one week thing. Buffalo will get back on track and they'll probably do it against the Dolphins. But the Dolphins defense has to step up if they want to win this game. Hopefully they don't have a repeat of what happened with New England where their defense just doesn't play the way they're supposed to. Uh, that being said, though, and it hurts my heart to do this, but I got. I still got to go with Buffalo to win the game. Uh,
1: yeah, I've got. I've got the Bills winning this one as well. Um, I, I, I do think that the the Steelers game was an anomaly for the Bills. Uh, the, the Steelers defense is no joke. Uh, uh, no, no offense, but I think the Steelers defense is, you know.
0: They're top tier defense.
1: Tenfold better than the uh, the Dolphins defense. Uh
0: they're top yeah, they're top tier defense.
1: Yeah. Uh so I think the Bills are gonna win this one. Uh but I, I something in my gut tells me it's gonna be another close game for the Dolphins. Yeah. It's just, just one of those gut feelings. Uh right. So uh Roger also has the Bills winning this game
0: okay all right yeah uh, I, yes. and, and as and as always when i root against when, when i when i pull when i pull for a team that's not the dolphins i sincerely hope i'm proven wrong so i'll just say that but i gotta uh, be a realist on the show
1: <laughs> of, of course Same. of course i mean it, you know if we all went with our homer picks uh the there would be a a three-way game in the super bowl with the dolphins the
0: the the Broncos, uh, the Broncos
1: and the Texans and the Texans. Well it wouldn't be the Super undefeated. Bowl.
0: It'd be that Well it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be a uh Super Bowl. It'd be the AFC championship game and then we just we then whoever wins can go to the Super Bowl and lose to Tom Brady again. So it's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, because we'd we'd all make it to the uh we'd all make it to that, the Super that, Bowl that
1: it would it would end in a tie and an,
0: an amalgamation. All I'll move on. <laughs>
1: Uh, anyway next game up is the 49ers versus the Eagles this one was a little harder for me to pick um after seeing the the Lions put up uh 30 what was it 33 points 33 on, yeah uh, 33 on the 49ers um I, I I I was originally going with the 49ers to win this but I think the Eagles are actually gonna win this one.
0: I honestly don't like, – Here, here's the weird thing. A lot of people were saying, oh, the 49ers aren't going to be that good, although I was had foresight on it because I do think – like, if you t- told me about this game, I would like, oh, man, San Francisco is going to wipe the floor with them. And now, seeing the way that they played against the Falcons, granted, it's the Falcons, how right. the Eagles played against the Falcons, it is the Falcons, but I got a feeling this game is going to be really close. In fact, this game – has the potential to be game of the week. But with that being said, though, I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say the Eagles. I'm going to say the Eagles win. Okay. I got uh, the Eagles winning this one.
1: Yeah, that's that's where I went. Uh, Roger has the 49ers winning this. Um, right. So, uh, it, Which... I can completely understand and see that the 49ers 100% could win this one. Right. Um, you know. But there's... the
0: Eagles, but, but yeah, but it, it literally, it's one of those games where you can flip a coin,
1: honestly. Uh, I I think I 100% think so. Um, So with that being said, we're going to move on to the next game. And we got the, the LA Rams versus the Indianapolis Colts uh, after the performance, the Colts put up uh, the Rams Molly Wapem.
0: Yeah. I, I, I believe so Rams a hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Roger Aaron, also yeah. has the Rams winning this one. So
0: yeah. Yeah. So we can move on to this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I think know. Matthew's, I mean, Ma, I mean, Matthew Stafford definitely proved that, you know, with, when he has a good defense around him, he can, perform well, although, you know, Jared Goff actually performed well in uh Detroit too. So, you know, they just ain't got that good of a team, you know, in, in, in Detroit right now. Um, but I mean yeah, definitely him him being there definitely was just as good, you know. So Oh yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent.
1: Uh so we move on from that game to the next game and we got the Raiders
0: versus the Steelers. Hmm. This game, yeah, this game is actually intriguing to me to be honest with you. Like I really think that this I mean again, this is another one of those games that has the possibility to be game of the week as well. Um you know I I kind of want to lean toward Pittsburgh here, you know? Like I know I know uh, Vegas has been, you know, doing good, hitting on all cylinders and Derek Carr has been doing great. I don't know. Like, I feel like like what you said go ago. That Steelers defense. I think the Steelers defense is going to step up again today. Step up again Sunday, and I'm going to give it to Pittsburgh. Okay. What uh, about you?
1: I I don't know. I I think that the Raiders have something going. I, I've got the Raiders winning this one. I think it's going to be very close. Uh, okay. But I just think that they've got something going for them, and they're going to keep that going. Um, okay. Roger also has the uh, the Raiders winning this one. Um,
0: okay. So I'm so, alone in this one. Okay. So I'm alone in this one. Okay.
1: Well, yeah. Well, you know, Roger was alone in the, the Eagles 49ers. So we'll give there's one for you, one for him. Right. Um, next up, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals. Versus the Chicago Bears, uh, man, I'm going with Cincinnati to win this one.
0: Joe Burrow, don't you dare fucking, <laughs> don't you dare fucking let me down again. Uh, but no, you didn't let me down last week. Um, that last year you were hurt. I ain't gonna blame you for that one. Um, th- see, there's a part of me that wants to say, oh, that was an anomaly with the Bears. Wouldn't it be interesting though if Matt Nagy's like, yeah, I'm gonna start Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton just gets mollywopped by his former team? Like that would be magical Disney, Um, but yeah, I'm gonna yeah, but I'm also gonna go with Cincinnati on this one, and I think that if well, let me rephrase: if they start Andy Dalton, they're definitely losing. If they start um, they start Justin Fields, they might have a chance to win, but it's a very low chance of them winning. Either way, I'm still gonna pull with Cincinnati.
1: Yeah. uh, Now Roger has the Bears winning this one. Is, is, is he hoping Justin Fields plays, or? I, I think so. Uh, I, I'm going to go back and make sure I didn't write his picks down wrong. Uh, right. Just I, I just want to make sure that he 100% said that he's got Chicago winning this one. Uh, yeah. Don't want to make any of those big mistakes, you know what I mean? Right. real quick come on damn messenger
0: yeah. it happens uh, let's see you gotta go back so far <laughs> yeah because 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 you, you're talking you, you talk about f1 formula racing and all that and scrolling through
1: yes yes he has Chicago pegged to win this game okay okay alrighty just just I wanted to make it make sure that we were 100% right and giving him his correct predictions. Uh, exactly. Next up we got the Houston Texans versus the Cleveland Browns. Um, the 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 Texans fan in me says the Texans win this after how, how well they looked. However, the realist in me, says that Cleveland walks away with this one.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Cleveland's going to walk away with it. Um, I think that they had such a good game against Kansas City, it could have went either way. Um, I don't think there's any shame in losing to Kansas City, although I do think that even though there was bullshit with the coaches and all that bullshit. Right. Um The Texans, though, I mean, they did put up a a good fight against uh, Jacksonville, but then again, it's Jacksonville. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty confident I think Cleveland's going to pull away with a victory on this one. I do. Uh, Now, speaking of Cleveland, uh, real quick, going
1: back to to week one, uh, per CBS Sports, the Browns Chiefs game was the most watched Sunday telecast on any network averaging 19 and a half million viewers. Oh, wow. It is also the network's second most watched week one game since 1998. Oh. And the most watched opening weekend game window, whatever that means, since
0: 2015. Hmm
1: okay so I, I don't know what they mean by most watched opening weekend game window but nah, I don't know what that means either yep uh again above my
0: pay grade you know, <laughs> above my pay
1: grade here right there you go uh so we all three have Cleveland winning that one okay all right uh next up we got the New Orleans Saints versus
0: the Carolina Panthers I'm going to lean toward the Saints on this one. I think that they really, you know, showed up and showed out against the Green Bay Packers. Um, Carolina had some trouble with the Jets. Um, so that being said, though, I think that they could have even more trouble with the Saints. So I'm going to say the Saints pull out the victory in this one.
1: Yeah, I've got New Orleans winning this. Uh, the the Saints looked amazing in uh, – their win over the green Bay Packers. Uh, and I think, I think James Winston has found a, uh, a pretty good system that's going to run good for him. Uh, he'll probably be the starter there for the next few years. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think new Orleans wins this one. Uh, Roger also has new Orleans winning this one. So, aside from just a couple of games, uh, we're all, you know, got the same picks here. Uh, right. Literally only two games uh, where Roger picked the 49ers and you pit, picked Pittsburgh. I'm sorry, three games. Right. And then Roger picked Chicago. So Right. Uh, next up on the, the agenda is the Minnesota Vikings versus... The Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and I know I like to say fuck the Cardinals. Fuck the Cardinals. Fuck Kyler Murray. Um,
0: but I think the Cardinals are gonna win this one. I mean, Chandler Jones doing his thing with five sacks last week. JJ Watt doing his thing. Uh Kyler Murray again, man. I mean, four touchdowns over three hundred yards, you know, passing. I really – with D-Hop, Christian Kirk, like I really do think that there's something good going and on in Arizona. AJ Green. AJ Green too, yeah. Um, so. I mean, I did – but see, I also think that Minnesota's, you know – I think Minnesota will could do good. I think it's going to be a closer game than a lot of people think it's going to be. But I'm still going to go with Arizona to win the game.
1: Yeah. Uh, Roger also has Arizona set to win this one. So that means they'll probably lose, (laughs) right? You picked them, they're gonna lose. Yep, that's the way it works for me. Yep. Uh, Um, do we even need to talk about the next game? The Atlanta Falcons, we
0: we at least need to tell them what it is. (laughs) The Atlanta Falcons against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Okay, let me see if I can make a case. Um, please try. I mean, let me try. Oh, let's see. It's a division game. They're bitter rivals. One of them has a old, aging quarterback. The other one has Tom Brady. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I mean, yeah, you can't. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you caught that. <laughs> you you can't. I mean. I, I, Considering I how Philadelphia beat the shit out of them last week, right? It's kind of hard not to go. It's kind of hard not to go against uh, Tampa Bay at this point, right? I mean, stranger things have happened, but
1: I, I think I'd quit watching football altogether if the damn Falcons pulled out a win here. I think nah, the only way know. that the Falcons pull out a win is if Tampa Bay just doesn't show
0: up. Okay, we, we get a time machine. And okay? I I we go all the way back in time. Hold on. We get a time machine. We go all the way back to we go all the way back to two thousand and one. Uh see, Michael Vick in his prime. Uh let's see. We'll go even back further than that. We'll get Andre Risen. Uh even go we'll come back a little bit let's see, is Algie Crumpler still available? No. No fuck it. I guess we're gonna go with the Buccaneers.
1: <laughs> right. I it, and when I say the Tampa Bay Bucks don't show up, I mean like literally the whole team stays home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the bus breaks down on the way to the stadium. <laughs> right. Uh, of course, it's at home, so they could just take their own cars. So whatever, exactly. You know.
1: Yeah. So we all three have the Bucks winning this one. Uh, right. Real, t- uh, real quick tidbit of information. Uh, we were talking about Chandler Jones earlier, and yeah. uh, his his sacks. Um, so. Uh, according to what is this guy's name uh anthony reinhardt you you heard of him i've heard of him okay um he says that the the five sacks from chandler jones were the most impactful sacks from any individual player in any game since at least 1999 the five plays where he sacked Ryan Tannehill, which included two fumbles and a fourth down stop, cost the Titans 18.3 expected
0: points. Wow. Holy um, shit. That is, that is some DepthCon 3 statistics. Yeah. Um, Analytics, I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: So... Uh, that was just something that popped up on my, my Twitter feed here. There you go. Um, on the Twitter machine. Yep. So, uh, we move on from the Falcons bucks game to another game of, we know exactly who's going to win. Um, the Titans, based on the performance. Yeah. Yeah. You got the, the Tennessee Titans versus the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Seattle's going to win this one. Uh, I think if Tennessee plays the exact same way that they played previously, they one hundred percent the Seahawks one hundred percent walk all over them.
0: i um, I can can we say that as of this moment, Tennessee is the most disappointing team simply based on the fact that they they should have at least been competitive with the Arizona Cardinals. Last week, they weren't even competitive. That, that's the, yeah, they were not competitive at all. So, I think they're going to be a little bit more competitive with the Seahawks. But let's be honest, man. Seahawks defense, even though it's I mean, even even though we are far removed from the Legion of Boom era, Seahawks still have a good defense. Bobby Wagner is one of the most underrated. Linebackers. Still to this day, I believe he is one A, one B. Him and Von Miller, the best linebackers in the game right now. Oh yeah. Um, and I feel like because he is such a true leader of the defense, he can you know, you know, help the team find places, find their you know, you know, schemes and things of that nature. Um, do I think that they can hold Derek Henry to under a hundred yards? Absolutely, I do. I think they can hold him probably under seventy five. The problem is, and again, this is also kind of going back to Tennessee's offensive line. Tennessee's offensive line is not as good as it used to be. Um, that being said, though, I got to go with Seattle to win this one. All right.
1: Uh, Roger also has Seattle winning this one, so we're three for three yet again. Uh, next go. up, we got the Cowboys versus the Chargers. Uh and after the way that the the Cowboys played against the Bucks, the reigning and defending Super Bowl champions,
0: um, I gotta I gotta go with Dallas to win this one. I really do. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with Dallas as well. I think that LA definitely has a lot of good pieces, and you know Justin Herbert, I think is going to come into his own, and I think that he's going to be one of the big bright stars in the future. Uh, of the NFL. Um, He ain't going to be the poster boy like Patrick Mahomes or whatever, but he's definitely going to be a household name and a favorite amongst, especially amongst the California natives. Um, But I do think that in this game particularly, I just feel like Dallas has – because of the way that they played against Tampa Bay, I feel like if they can hold their own against Tampa Bay the way that they did, even though it was a losing effort, they still held their own against them. Um, And – I I feel like Dallas has something else to prove, so I'm definitely going to go with Dallas in this game.
1: Right. Uh, Roger also has Dallas pegged to win this one.
0: Okie dokie.
1: Next up, we got the Kansas City Chiefs. Also, this is the Sunday night football game. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs versus the Baltimore
0: Ravens. On NBC (sighs) and Peacock. (laughs) Yes. Um... I, it's again, man. It's it's hard to go against the Chiefs. Um, you know, I mean, and, and also with Lamar Jackson, he is he gonna be? He, he's one of those guys who's going to try to do too much. He's gonna put all the pressure on him, and it's gonna be one of those situations where Kansas City is just gonna pick their pick their spots very carefully. I'm not predicting a high scoring game, but I am predicting a good game with the chiefs coming out on top. I do think the chiefs are going to win this. one.
1: Oh yeah. I, I, I think the chiefs are going to win this one. Uh, and I don't think it's actually going to be
0: close. Right. Yeah. Um, Roger has, uh, who does he have the chiefs as well? Or of course. Yeah. He has the chiefs. All right. Yes.
1: Uh and the last game we'll talk about tonight is our Monday night football game. We got the Detroit Lions at the Green Bay Packers. Now normally I would say the Green Bay Packers are going to beat the dog shit out of Detroit. However, with Aaron Rodgers, not really caring. Um, They didn't play well against the Saints. I can only go off of what they've shown us in uh, their last game. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Detroit beats the
0: Packers. There's a part of me that wants to say, nah, it's one game, you know. But then again, that one game was against the Saints. Now, I'm not saying that the Saints in Detroit are, you know, equals in that sense. Because I do think that the Saints are a better team than Detroit is. Right. Although, for me, I don't really think this is about the team more than it is about the mindset. Jared Goff played his ass off. And they actually stayed competitive with the San Francisco 49ers, who are a great team or at least a tier two level team, at least. You know, they're, they're a top 10 team. Green Bay, as long as Aaron Rodgers don't give a fuck, they're not going to win. Right. Aaron Rodgers has to give a fuck in order for these this, you know, and I feel like he's doing a disservice to guys like Aaron Jones, to guys like Devontae, uh, uh, Devontae Adams. Like, I feel like he's doing a real disservice. But also... Their defense is not as good as it used to be, man. It really isn't. And and I know they got uh, what's the, what's that what's that cornerback? Um god, I'm going to kick myself in ass for not remembering his name. Um uh, Jamir is it J- J- Jameer Alexander? Jahir Alexander? You uh, know who I'm talking about? What what team? I'm sorry. The Green Bay Packers, cornerback for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Jahir Alexander, I Jahir think. Alexander, yeah like, yeah. like, I know that they have him on there, uh, you know, so I know that I know they have players, I know that they have, you know, good players on that defense, but yeah, I don't really see them doing anything significant as long as Aaron Rodgers is just in his I don't give a fuck, you know, mode right now, you know, right? That being said, though like there's a party me that wants to say like nah, it's the Green Bay Packers. But then again there's a party me that also is like man, you know, the Detroit Lions put up 33 on San Francisco. So in a weird way, and I'm it might be a hot take kind of like I mean you I mean you said the Lions, but it is kind of a th- up against the wall like let's see if this sticks pick. I'm gonna go with the Lions too. I think the Lions have at least a better chance now than they did last week of beating the Packers. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions.
1: Right. Um, Does Roger
0: have the Packers?
1: Roger has Detroit as well. Okay, okay. Uh, So, we may all three get burned on this one. But, again, like I said, we can only go by what we have... The the tape that we have before us and the tape we have before us says that the the Packers are terrible and the Lions are not. And
0: the Lions are going to win this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time we all three got burned by a team, right? Tennessee. (laughs) Right. Green Bay. Hell, we got burned by this exact team last week. So there you go. That oh, wow. being said though, uh, what's
1: up? Real quick, here's another stat about Chandler Jones. I know we've talked about him a lot tonight. Right. But um after his sack five sack performance in week 1, Chandler Jones has 102 sacks in 125 games. His per sack game or per game sack average of 0.816 ranks 2nd. In NFL history, behind only the great Reggie White, who had a wow point, yeah, who had a point eight five three uh, per game sack average, and that's among players with at least seventy five games played.
0: Oh wow, that is that is insane, man. Yes, wow, it is. that is crazy. Um. So yeah, so shout out Chandler Jones, man. He's you know doing his thing. Um, possible can, early candidate for defensive player of the year. We, uh, we shall see. Yeah, I think it'll if he stays on the track that
1: he's on, and T.J. Watt stays on the track he's on. It's definitely going to be uh, a race between those two for defensive player of the year, in my Absolutely. opinion. Now, again, this is only week one. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of football to be played. Something could
0: happen. Uh, so right. Yeah. That being said, though, um, I don't know. If Roger is here to let us know his uh, opinion about this, but you know we can. Um, what do you think that out of out of all the games that we, we talked about tonight uh, for week two, which one has the potential to be game of the week? Uh, I'll go and tell you mine because I got two. Um, obviously. I think San Francisco and uh the Philadelphia Eagles has a has a good chance to be game of the week in my opinion. That one uh, and the Raiders and the Steelers Raiders, is another one that Steelers. I think. Yes. Yeah. Um maybe the Cowboys Chargers depending on you know how good they do against each other. Um and, and like I think we all agree the upset of the week will be Detroit beating Green Bay, I think. <sighs>
1: Come on, we know that the Giants-Washington Thursday night game is going to be the best game we watch all season long.
0: It's a banger, (laughs) as the kids (laughs) say. I can't even
1: say that with a straight face. Um, I can't, man. (laughs) Real quick, uh, a couple of um, news pieces for uh, some teams going into week two. Uh, The New Orleans Saints have eight members of their organization have tested positive for COVID-19 five of which are coaches. Uh, now they, uh, the, this, all, all of the, uh, the coaches, uh, that have tested positive for COVID-19 have been fully vaccinated. Uh, and it's, it's weird. The, the saints have a very strict COVID policy, uh, Vaccination status or not, they have to mask up. They do chit checks every day. Um, so, uh, right, you know, prayers out to the, to those members of the organization that they recover quickly. Exactly. Um, the Denver Broncos have placed cornerback Ronald Darby and wide receiver Jerry Judy on the IR list. Oh, um, I don't think that's going to affect. Their performance against the Jaguars, but let's hope that those are not season-ending injuries and they will be back soon. Um uh, the Tennessee Titans, ugh, the Tennessee Titans have also placed Amani Hooker on the IR list with a foot injury. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers have placed running back Raheem uh Mostart on season-ending IR. Uh, he, he will be having, uh, knee surgery. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks running back, uh, Ronald Jones will start Sunday despite being benched in week one. And, uh, there was another one that was interesting that I thought, uh, uh, Oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. It it was this, um, uh, the former 49ers linebacker, Pars Harlson, who also played for the saints and the Tennessee, uh, Vols, uh, passed away today at the age of 37.
0: Yeah, definitely shout out to the, the, the friends and family, uh, rest in peace. Um, you hate it when any player goes, especially that young of age. Um, had a lot of um, unfortunate happened I remember uh, wide receiver uh, David Patton who helped win the uh, helped win the uh, uh, Super Bowl with the first I think it was the first or second uh, of the New England Patriots uh, dynasty I think it was part of all three of the first of the first uh, dynasty um, he also had passed away at the age of 41 or 42 I believe uh, so yeah so you know prayers you know to their to their uh, friends and family as well uh that being said, though, um, that being said, we're going to wrap this up real quick. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's edition of "Are You Ready for Some Football?" Week Two Edition. Uh, Chip, anything you want else you want to say before we jump out of here tonight? Of always
1: check out MovementRadio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. You can find us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. And if you have enjoyed the shows that we've put out please leave us a review uh it it 100 percent helps us with getting more sponsors and being able to put out better content for you guys thank
0: you so much absolutely um before we jump out here tonight uh i gotta jump back over to my facebook page real quick so i can look at the messenger because i did get a chance to uh and uh, here we go. All right. Sorry about that. I had to go and uh, look something up real quick. Um, Wanted to uh, give a shout out to our good buddy Sean Thompson over at Thompson Personal Training. Um, he's did some restructuring and some rebranding um, for an individual, um, or uh, this may be for a group. I can't remember. One class for $30, three classes for $75, 5 classes for $100. It's a pretty cool deal, and it also helps out somebody Who has really been good and dedicated to the show and a big uh, contributor? You know, shout out to him, Coach K. Everybody, um, you know, with uh, uh, 6411 uh, uh, Boxing uh, Promotions, they do a lot of great job, uh, and they got a big event coming up on the 17th of October. Go check them out at the. Or did the event get canceled? uh,
1: That event has been canceled. Okay, Uh, it will be rescheduled uh the date for that rescheduling has not been announced yet okay um, but to my understanding uh there was an issue with the e- um the event center uh so that had to be canceled uh unfortunately
0: yeah well that sucks but either way shout out to uh 4611 boxing uh Uh, Coach K and all of them, Sean Thompson as well. Uh, Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network. And Ivan Montanez, twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon. And once again, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Uh, Shout out to Roger Sierra. Hopefully he'll be back with us next week. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for another edition of Week 3 Predictions on Are You Ready for Football? Enjoy this week's games. We'll see you guys next time. Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave
1: without leaving us a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform.
0: Follow us on all of our social media pages, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click the bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon
1: Williams. And Roger Sierra is not here today. We'll be back soon. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.